You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. Well, hey, Becoming Me, I'm so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, Shayla. Shayla, welcome to Becoming Me. I'm so glad to be on. Thank you so much for inviting me, Emily. It is an honor. I've been watching some of the interviews of the Becoming Me interviews, and I love what you're doing, and I'm excited to be here today. Well, I'm so excited, and I really came across you from a mutual friend in Hannah. We shared Hannah's becoming story, and I saw you guys in pictures together, and I was like, who is that trendy, beautiful warrior? Thank you. your Instagram, and then I found out you're like a dynamic leader, a preacher, you're on fire for Jesus, and so naturally, I had to be your friend. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, Hannah is a pretty good representation of kind of what I look like. We're both fiery. We're both on fire for building the kingdom. Um, And so if you like that, some some people are freaked out by that. But if you like that, then yeah, you should definitely connect with people like me and Hannah. Yes, no, absolutely. You inspire me for sure. And you know, if somebody was tuning into this conversation and they didn't know you, like who is Shayla? Shayla is um, someone who started becoming a youth pastor at a very young age. I grew up in the ministry. And so when I was 17, I started preaching from the get-go. So I'm a pastor's daughter, one, and I'm a preacher and I'm passionate about preaching. I'm not just passionate about, you know, being in the youth group. I'm passionate about preaching to youth and serving youth and loving youth. And so that's my main role is I'm a youth pastor and I am a speaker. So I preach at women's conferences and I preach at youth camps. Youth camps are heavy on my heart because that's where we see lots of youth encounter God for the very first time, which is what drives my passion. And so anyway, so I'm a youth pastor and I'm a speaker and I'm also a, men- uh, a mentor. I love to mentor young women in ministry and I love to mentor pastor's kids because I'm a pastor's kid. And so a lot of the time pastor's kids don't feel like they have anyone to relate to. And so I love being there for them and be like, hey, I'm here for you. Let's talk about what you're going through. Let's talk about all the hardships in ministry and what that looks like for you to carry that. And then I'm also a California girl. I am based in LA and I'm just one of those girls that is 50-50. I love the city, but I also love nature. And California is blessed in that we kind of get a little bit of everything. Like I'm really close to downtown LA and being in the city, but then I'm also really close, like 30 minutes away from the beach and an hour away from the mountains. And so we're blessed in, you know, our geography, not so blessed in our rent, um, the prices of real estate out here, but 
um, because of that, because this is where I've grown up, I'm 50-50, I'm a city girl, but I'm also a nature lover, and I love to explore, and then of course, uh, as anyone in ministry would say, a heavy coffee drinker, so um, <laughs> that's a little bit about who I am, what I'm passionate about, what I love, and who who is Shayla. <laughs> I love that. I did not know you're a pastor's kid. So am I. So that's Oh, really? I didn't know that about you either. Okay. Yes. I don't, you, I feel like with PKs meeting each other, you have that instant, like, I get you girl. And um, I love that. And so my second question would be, how do you drink your coffee? It honestly depends on how I feel that day. I'm, if I'm like, okay, I got to get up, get to work, let's go. Like it's Sunday morning. I'm a black coffee person, but then on my days off, I'm like, I want a latte, man. I majority drink lattes or my coffee black because sometimes I want some cream in there, but I, I'm never a sweet coffee drinker. I don't really want the syrups or the sugar or anything, uh, which is good because it's better for your health anyway. So it's just convenient for me to not really be into the sugar, but I will have it with some milk sometimes. That sounds really good. I'm almost the same way for sure. I love that. So I would love for us just to take some time and for you to unpack your story. Like what has made you who yeah. you are today? Yeah. And so my story is, like I said, I grew up in the church um, and from a very young age, I was close with the Holy Spirit. And I know that sounds, you know, weird, but I truly believe that even as a child, I was filled with the Spirit because I had this close relationship to Jesus. I was, I was just in love with church and going to church and excited about church. And I can even say that the Holy Spirit was speaking to me at a young age and that I would have prophetic dreams that were very accurate. And so I just felt this closeness with God and the Holy Spirit from a very young age. Um, but as I got older, like most of us, there comes distractions, there comes, you know, life, which isn't a bad thing that I got close to friends and a bad thing that I got caught up in, in school and at extracurricular activities. All those things are, are healthy, good things. But they're not when you put God on the back burner and your relationship with God on the back burner. And so, you know, the word says that in order to enter the kingdom, you must become like a child. So when I was a child, I had this curiosity and this wonder and this awe for God. And, you know, I wanted to know him more and I was excited to be with him. And then as I got older into my adolescence, it was more like, a, okay, my mom there taking me to church. I'm not talking to God. I'm not having any communication with the Holy Spirit. I'm, you know, almost frustrated. Like, why did I get these prophetic dreams when I was a kid? And now I don't have those anymore. And it was really because other things became prioritized in my life, you know, hanging out with my friends and, you know, all those things, which could be healthy. But like I said, not so much when you put God on the back burner. So my relationship with God was really not there anymore when I was getting older 13 14 15 um, and then it came to the point where I kind of was becoming agnostic like okay God I think you're there because obviously I felt you when I was a kid but I don't feel you anymore I go to church and I feel like I'm just in this routine I feel numb I don't feel your presence was your presence even ever there or was that just me being a stupid child who thought it was there these were the thoughts that were coming into my mind and then on top of that the closest person in my life at that time was atheist who then opened me up to this idea of like is it possible Sheila, that you're just brainwashed that the presence of god was just feelings and i was like yeah that totally is possible and i started to really use that as my excuse of why i wasn't feeling god anymore using that as an excuse of and then on top of that as a pastor's kid with strict parents um it was like everything that my friends were doing that they were allowed to do they were allowed to go to that concert they were allowed to go see that movie they were allowed to listen to that music they were allowed to go to that party and 
why was I not allowed to do those things? Yeah. Because I'm Christian, because my parents are Christian. And so I began to see God no longer as a close friendship, as someone who's, you know, I want to be close to someone I'm excited about being with. It now became a routine of I'm here in church. And the reason I can't do these fun things is because I'm Christian and it became more of a burden. It became more of religion. I was becoming hard in my heart towards God, towards the things of God. And also extremely agnostic towards God of like, maybe you're there, maybe you're not. I don't freaking know. And honestly, I don't care. Um, Like that just was my attitude. That was just where I was. And so I remember being, you know, 16 and I'm one of those people, either I'm all in or I'm all out. That's my personality. Okay. I'm an Enneagram eight, either we're going to go for it. We're going to get it. We're going to get stuff done or we're not, you know, that's how I am. And so I was like, God, I don't know if I should take you seriously or not. I don't know if when I turn 18, I need to, you know, leave the ministry completely. Just tell my mom and dad, sorry, peace out. I'm not going to be part of church anymore. Or if I need, because if you are there, if you are real, I want to go full force. I want to serve you. I want to be serious about it. I don't want to be like all the hypocrites I see in the church. Cause when you're a pastor's kid, you see all those hypocrites who are only there on certain days. And then you see other sides of them outside of church on their social media. I was like, I don't want to be that person. So I need to know if I should go all in or go all out. Please speak to me. And so I became emphatic and like almost like obsessed with listen to videos on apologetics and studying other world religions. Like, well, how do I know my religion is the right religion? And at one point after going crazy on like research and just like literally every single day watching YouTube videos, getting different points of view, I felt the smallest whisper of the Holy Spirit say to me, okay, you've given all this other stuff a chance. You're exploring all this stuff online. Why don't you just try to have communion with me? the way that you had it when you were a kid. Just try, like put me as a priority in your life, spend more time with me than you do your friends and stop seeing me as a book of rules and start just hanging out with me the way you did when you were a child. And so I was, I experienced conviction for the first time in a long time. I was like, okay. And I actually joined this course, which was starting a relationship with God. Like that was like the name of the course was like really what it looks like to have a relationship with God. And in that course, we, you know, I hate journaling, to be honest, I'm not a journaling girl, but it forced me to journal. And even though I wouldn't say that that's the way I like spending time with God, it forced me to look at those scriptures and not just skim through it. Like, okay, it forced me to read a chapter and then ponder. And what the word of God says is to meditate, you know, which that word means to chew, like actually chew and regurgitate. And that's like, you know, a ugly word, but literally that's what the, that's what the definition of that means. It means to just like think on it and chew the word of God. And so I began to start having intimacy with God again, because I was meditating on his word. This class also uh, asked you to pray for 15 minutes. I was not praying at all at the time nonetheless for 15 minutes like so I you know and it sounds like it was like a list of rules but he was teaching me how to have communion with God again so I was opening my bible and I was caring about what I was reading I was trying to apply it into my word I was meditating on it I was talking to God and it wasn't like I'm talking to him to get something from him or because I have to, it was like, okay, okay, God, I'm actually going to talk to you about my struggles. And I remember almost feeling like, which this is one of the things I I love to help people with is sometimes we feel guilty about praying for ourselves. It's like, I have to pray for the starving kids in Africa and I have to pray for the people who are less fortunate than me. And I have to pray for all these things. But I felt like, no, 
right now I just need to pray for me because I'm not okay right now. I need to ask God help me. So I remember just praying like, God, help me. If you are real to see you, to experience you, to feel your presence again, I don't want to go to church and feel numb inside anymore. I, if you're real, I really want to experience you. And that softening of my heart, because I cried out to him, because I was focused on my relationship with God for the first time in years, he began to do something in me. My spirit started to become alive again. Um, I no longer had this idea of like, this is brainwashed. I started to have this idea of like, no, I'm not brainwashed. I'm actually being brainwashed by all these atheists who are telling me that what I, my experience is stupid. Like they're the ones who are brainwashing me because I know what I'm experiencing is real. <laughs> and so anyway, so one time I was in youth. So I, I'm beginning this journey, right? Of my, of my relationship with God, not my parents' relationship with God, not my religion, not looking like a perfect pastor daughter sitting on the front row, but my relationship with God. So I'm starting this journey where I'm giving God a chance I'm in the class. I'm like two weeks into this class. It's like a one month class and I'm in youth group because I got to be in youth group, right? Whether I like it or not. So I'm in youth group and I'm starting to open my heart towards God and I close my eyes and I, for the first time, not just heard a whisper of the Holy Spirit. I really felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, Shayla, this is how you see me. And I cut my eyes closed and I saw a vision. And I'm not sure if you've ever seen the movie um, Emperor's New Groove. Like, have you seen that Disney movie where like Cusco is like high on his, you know, on his chair and he's looking over his peasants mm. and the peasants are coming in and they're like, um, can I have some food? And he's like laughing at them, like, no way. And he said, Shayla, this is how you see me. You see me as this God who's high in the sky, who's a dictator, who's going to tell you what to do. And who doesn't care about you. Mm. And it's just a book of rules to you. But the truth is, this is how I really am. And like in an instant, Jesus was right in front of me. I could literally see the reflection of myself in his eyes. And literally that week, because I was on um, a study, you know, routine of like listening to apologetics, there's a verse that says where the apple of his eye and that verse apple of his eye literally is translated the little maiden in his eye, which is a romantic term that they would use for you can see a, the reflection of a woman because of how close you are to her. Like you're so close that you can see the reflection of yourself in God's eyes. And I was just like, so convicted. I was like, it, it hit me all at once. Like, wow, I'm not seeing God differently because he changed. I'm seeing God differently because I changed wow. in my part posture towards him. I became hard towards you, God. I saw you as the reason I'm not having fun, as the reason that my life is, you know, differently than all my peers. And the truth is, his love for me never changed. He never wanted to not have intimacy with me. I retreated from him. And we know the word of God says that if we draw close to him, he'll draw close to us. And that was my literal experience at 16 years old is saying, okay, God, finally, I'm going to start trying to draw close to you. And he draw close to me. And I met, he met me where I was at. And I just became, like I said, I'm either all in or all out radically. I'm all in God. Like I'm serious about this now. Like this is what I want to do. And then I turned up 17 and around that time was when our youth pastor at the time transitioned um, into another area of ministry. And so they needed someone to start preaching in the youth group. And if you would have told me that I was going to be a preacher, I would have said, no way. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, I might be a good public speaker, 
but that's not my calling. Like I wanted to be, I wanted to make money. I wanted to be a dermatologist. I was interested. I'm a girly girl. I was interested in skincare. I was interested in becoming, going to college so I can make a lot of money. So if I can be a doctor in skincare and be into all that stuff, that'd be great. Like, that's what I want to do, you know? Um, and then I started preaching and people are saying like, Hey, like this is actually a gifting in your life. You need to keep doing this. And so I thought I was like, okay, I'm just going to preach for a little bit until they find a new youth pastor. But then I graduated from high school and it was like, you know what? I, I want to do ministry internship. And so I literally entered a school of ministry for three years. I wasn't making any money at all. I literally just like went full force and okay, God, I'm going to serve you for three years of ministry. And either this is just going to be my dedication to you because I love you and you're going to call me somewhere else, or you're going to confirm in this season that this is what I'm called to do. And he totally confirmed in that season that that was what I was called to do. And during that time, I experienced like a lot of slack, like, because I'm a, a young woman preaching. Um, and there's a big part of, you know, the Christian world that doesn't find it appropriate for women to be preaching nonetheless young women but like I said then I encountered people like Hannah and I uh, who was a, a young woman preaching and you know I became strong in studying like why I truly believe women can speak publicly um for for Christ for the church how we to do that you know humbly and in modesty but we are what we can be called to do that you know I, I like I said when I'm in something I'm in it so I went I studied full force I was like God okay like are you egalitarian or are you complementarian I need to know because this this affects my life calling and yeah and I and I found preaching mentors who were male and female who were like yes Sheila like this is what you're called to do and we blessed you in that, you know, and once I had that confirmation from, you know, my own studies, plus older people in ministry saying, yeah, we believe this is what you're called to do. I felt confident to do that. And so that's kind of part of my story of why I'm so passionate about youth having their own relationship with God. Like I'm a youth pastor, not because I necessarily want to look like a trendy youth pastor. I'm a youth pastor because I want to be the person that I wish I had when I was 14. Someone to look me in the face and say, you need your own personal relationship with God. I run youth camps, not because it's fun necessarily to smash eggs on my head and do all the crazy stuff that we do at youth camps. I run youth camps because I know those are where they have those vision moments that I had, where I have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. I have conviction for the first time in years. I mentor young women and I mentor pastor's kids, not because I think it's fun to do that in my free time, because I know what it's like to be a pastor's kid and feel confused, because I know what it's like to be 17. You have this platform that you've been given and you're like, wait, is this even good? Is this even godly? Like, what does the Bible say about this? Because there's one, you know, one or two scriptures in the New Testament that looks like I can't preach. Like, should I be silent in the church? Like, do I need to wear a head covering? What? Like, you know, I want to be that person that I wish I had um that thankfully God sent people in my life to be able to help confirm that I was supposed to be in ministry you know confirm that I have a, I can have a relationship with God but I want to be that person for young people and so yeah that is my long-winded story on what God has done in my life and why I feel why I feel that I am where I am today and what I'm doing is important 
and why I'm passionate about what I'm doing because it comes from a place of where I was. Does that make sense? Absolutely. No, I love that. And I love how you have literally taken your story, how God has brought you on this becoming journey and you're now stepping back into it and using your story, your experiences to help other people being that person you wish you had at that time. Like that's absolutely incredible. You know, if you were having a cup of coffee, whether this was the day you had a black cup of coffee or maybe a little bit of milk, um, and you're just talking with someone else on their own becoming journey, what would you yeah. say to encourage them? I would tell them what I kind of mentioned to you earlier is that you need your own relationship with God. I can't give it to you. Your parents can't give it to you. You need to be confident in your own relationship with God. So I would encourage them to start spending a long time with the Holy Spirit. You know, the Lord, Jesus says that we need to find time in the secret place. You know, we need to go and be alone with him. God, Jesus was literally the son of God. Like you can't get any closer to God naturally than that. And yet even he would leave his disciples, go and be in the desert for 30 days and fast. Even he, it said he would leave the crowds to be alone with the father. Even he, when he was facing times of difficulty, would go before God and he even had a will. He was like, God, is there any way that this cup can pass from me? Cause I don't want to go to the cross. And God said, no, there is no other way. And guess what? He submitted himself to that because he was willing to be alone with the father and to submit himself to the father's will, even if it contradicted his own will. And so I would say to that person, if you're feeling far from God, if you're feeling like you're not really sure if religion is a thing for for you, if you're not really sure if God is real, if you, whatever you're feeling, if you're like feeling like Shayla, I feel like the church has drained me. I would say, get along with the father, have a relationship with him, not the church, but alone with God. And if you begin to spend a long time with him, you'll be surprised how quickly his presence will become real to you again, how quickly you will begin to feel like craving like you need to be in church, craving like you want to hear the word of God. And God will soften your heart and he'll refresh your soul, but you have to go to him and you have to go to him humbly and you have to be able to go to him willing for him to show himself to you. No, I love that. And I love how you keep going back to, it's all in our heart heart posture. Like even in you shared in your story, Jesus didn't go anywhere, but you changed your heart posture and how you saw him and he never stopped loving you. And that's so true. If we don't have that personal relationship with him, we're not pursuing him ourselves and our own heart and our own life. We won't experience him. So Yeah. yeah, that's incredible. Thank you for unpacking your story, who you are, who you're becoming. I can't wait to continue to see how God uses you. And, you know, if somebody was watching and they were like, man, you know, I'm a pastor's kid, or I'm a woman in ministry, or I just am confused, or I struggled with some of the same questions. And I would love to follow on her journey. Where can people connect with you online? Yeah, they can go to my website, shaylajoel.com. On there, you'll be able to fill out a form if you want to connect with me. And then if you want to do it, you know, a little bit less formal, you can also just DM me on Instagram. I'm also shayla underscore joel. All my social media platforms are shaylajoel. I also have a YouTube channel where, you know, I try to talk about topics that young people struggle with. Like, can I listen to secular music? And, you know, like, can I be a Christian and not go to church? Like stuff like that. Um, so they can, you know, watch some of my content on YouTube, or they can connect with me on my website or just DMing me on Instagram. Awesome. And y'all, we will have all of these links in the notes. You can quickly and easily connect with Shayla. Shayla, thank you so much for your time, sharing your story. It's been such an encouragement to me. So I'm cheering you on big time.
Thank you, Emily. I love what God is doing in your life. I mean, from the moment that, just so everyone knows who's watching, from the moment that Emily messaged me on Instagram, you were so sweet, so kind, so genuine, so encouraging. Like, if you want to be encouraged, probably don't connect with me. Connect with Emily, because she is, like, a big encourager. She's like, hey, warrior friend. I was like, warrior friend? I like that. Okay, cool. So I would even say for the people watching, don't just connect with me. Definitely connect with Emily, because she has been so sweet and so encouraging to me. Well, thank you, warrior friend. Right back at you. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.